Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Brothers and sisters, welcome to our scripture reflection and prayer time for today, Monday, January 23rd of 2023. Uh, you know, today's a very special, important day. Obviously, we just had the March for Life in Washington. We had the Walk for Life West Coast. There were various other marches and rallies, and there will be uh, as the month continues and as the year continues. But today, the 23rd is designated by the Catholic Church in the United States as a, and let me read the exact phrase they use because I want to comment on it before we get into our scriptures, the day of prayer for the legal protection of unborn children. What I like very much about that is the specificity of it. Notice it's not a day of prayer for a culture of life. It's not even a day of prayer for the protection of life from conception and natural death. It's a day of prayer for the legal protection of unborn children. That's a very specific intention. And that is the goal of a very specific movement. We can call any issue that's worthy of our attention a pro-life issue. Because after all, what, what is an issue going to be about if it's not for life? Is it going to be against life? I mean, issues we're concerned about are we're concerned about because they, they advance or protect human life. No, no. It, it's got to be more specific than that. There is a group of people who do not have the legal protection of their lives. Now think about it for a minute. What people's lives are not even protected under the law? Just one group. The children in the womb. That somebody can kill legally by choice. Not self-defense, by choice. So the goal here, the, the prayer is that that specific group of children, those that are still in their mother's womb, would have, again, the protection of the law that the lives of all the rest of us enjoy. I'm glad for the specificity of that. You know, there are many, as we said already, marches and rallies this time of year for pro-life. And some of these marches and rallies, as you no doubt have noticed, take a very, very broad theme. And they start talking about all kinds of issues, immigration and capital punishment and war, poverty, homelessness, unemployment. It's not that, well, of course we're concerned about all those issues. But brothers and sisters, if you're going to have a rally, if you're going to have a march, and the focus is deliberately this widespread, all-embracing advocacy for human life at all stages. Why are you having it in January? Why are you having it around January 22nd? You could have it on May 22nd. You could have it on September 22nd. You could have it any day of the year. Around this time, we have marches and rallies for the legal protection of unborn children because the legal protection of unborn children was taken away on January 22nd, 1973. Now, fortunately, that Roe v. Wade decision has been reversed, but we still don't have the full legal protection we need for these children. Let's advance to the readings. And I just want to deal with the first reading here from the letter of the Hebrews, chapter 9. It reads, Christ is mediator of a new covenant. Since a death has taken place for deliverance from transgressions under the first covenant, those who are called may receive the promised eternal inheritance. For Christ did not enter into a sanctuary made by hands, a copy of the true one, but heaven itself. 
that he might now appear before God on our behalf. Not that he might offer himself repeatedly as the high priest enters each year into the sanctuary with blood that is not his own. If that were so, he would have had to suffer repeatedly from the foundation of the world. But now, once for all, he has appeared at the end of the ages to take away sin by his sacrifice. Just as it is appointed that human beings die once and after this the judgment, so also Christ, offered once to take away the sins of many, will appear a second time, not to take away sin, but to bring salvation to those who eagerly await him. Lord, enable us to understand the meaning of this passage. Enable us to understand the salvation that we find only in Jesus Christ, the life that he comes to bring us, the forgiveness of sin that he accomplishes, the power of his blood and the reality of his priesthood. Enable us, Lord, to live and rejoice in this salvation in the same Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Well, you're no doubt familiar with the image of the divine mercy. You know, the rays coming out, the, 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 the red and the white, symbolizing the blood and the water that flowed from the side of Jesus, the rays coming out from Jesus. You know, you see that image, it looks like the rays are going down. But the divine mercy image with those rays coming from Jesus, the rays are actually coming out directly towards you and me. And it is Jesus, the high priest. Now, this chapter 9 of Hebrews refers to the fact that under the Old Covenant, in the Old Testament, we read about the high priest going into the sanctuary, the Holy of Holies, once a year to appear before God on behalf of the people to take away their sins, right? And then the priest comes out after he does his ritual with the blood of the animals and says to the people that their guilt is expiated, their sins forgiven. Jesus is that high priest going in to the sanctuary of heaven with his own blood, and he only has to do it once, not year after year, because it's an eternal, infinite sacrifice. You can't get any better than offering God himself to God. So it doesn't have to be repeated because it's all sufficient. But that divine mercy image is Jesus the high priest, having entered the sanctuary, shed his blood, obtained the forgiveness of sins for us, coming out now and announcing that to the people. Your sins have been taken away. He brings us salvation, the reading says. And he's going to come again, second time. That's going to be the resurrection of the dead. That's going to be the conquering of every evil. That's going to be the fulfillment of salvation history and of human history. That's going to be the fullness of life. And that's where it connects with today's theme of praying for the protection, the legal protection of unborn children. Salvation means life. Redemption in Christ means and includes and demands and necessarily encompasses the protection of life. The devil hates life. The devil hates human beings. The devil wants to kill God, but he can't, so he does the next best thing in his mind, killing what is made in the image of, and likeness of God, human beings. Christ's salvation, Christ's death on the cross, his shedding of blood is death for death. Death, I will be your death, the prophet said. So we have in this eagerly awaited salvation, which we already take hold of today in faith and in hope, 
means the destruction of death, which therefore means the destruction of abortion, means the protection of the unborn. When we pray for the legal protection of unborn children today, we're not adding something on top of our faith. We're not connecting something uh, 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 onto our year-long celebration of the redemption in Christ Jesus. No, we are going right to the depths of it and claiming one of the key things that it means, the conquering of death. Friends, Never hesitate, never be afraid, never be ashamed, never doubt, never slack off in crying from the rooftops that anyone who follows Jesus Christ must proclaim, celebrate, defend life. Let's do so today in prayer and in action. Now let's pray for all your intentions and all those of the human family. Father, for all those who are watching now, any intentions of prayer for health, for wisdom, for guidance, for success, for consolation, for discernment, whatever the intentions might be, Lord God, we come to before your son, the great high priest, who announces there is salvation, there is redemption. We come before him who sheds his rays of light on us, the blood, the water, the baptism, the Eucharist, the grace and we claim that victory of life today. Lord, because we claim that victory of life, because we have already a victory over the kingdom of death, we therefore boldly pray and boldly speak for the protection of unborn children. Lord, we are not caught in vagueness. We are not dissipated in abstraction. We are not casting the net so wide that we forget the specific need that motivates this movement. There is a group of people who have no legal protection and we're advocating for them. There are children in the womb that have no one to speak for them. We speak for them. Thank you, Father, for the salvation in Christ and the victory of life. Apply that victory today to these unborn children. Pray in Jesus' name, amen. Let's all pray the Our Father together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever, amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Lord, send your blessing upon us. Give us your grace, and help us to live this day in our advocacy for life. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks, friends. Good to be with you. And we will talk to you during the day. We had great, great experiences at the March for Life. I hope you've been seeing all our posts on my FR Frank Pavone's uh, social media uh, platforms. If you're, if you're not connected with me on all the platforms, please do so today. And uh, I'm going to be posting some more uh, video clips of, of the different events that I led both in Washington and also at the Walk for Life West Coast enthusiastic response from all the people. Uh, let's enjoy it. Let's spread it around to encourage everybody in this great pro-life movement. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. 
To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.